Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn, the hump day edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. I got to tell you, I'm really excited. We got a huge matchup for Texas basketball tonight. The Zags are in town. We'll get into the previewing that matchup uh, top of 3 o'clock. We'll do it here momentarily, but also top of the 5 o'clock. We'll get back to it. Also, we got some very special guests to help us break down the new NIL initiative by the University of Texas to consolidate all of the uh, the NIL uh, collectives around the 40 acres. And we'll get some more details about that coming up at the top of the four, uh, 4 o'clock hour. So tune in for that as well. Also, top of the 6 o'clock hour, we'll get to the Texas-Kansas preview. Of course, Rod's around the day. I'll be talking Texas-Kansas as well. We got some Cowboys and Texans news, notes, and nuggets. That's coming up for you at 6.30. College football playoff rankings are out the latest. We'll get to that coming up at 3.30 and the flex at 3.45. We are loaded, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego to 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him, it's a breeze. Mike Hardball Hards. What's going on, brother? Man, getting ready for this game tonight, hump day. Mm -hmm. This is what it's all about. You come to the University of Texas. We heard the conversation last week when when, uh, Coach Beard said, this is why you come to the University of Texas. This is what Coach Sark talked about. This is what uh, Vic Schaefer has talked about. There's a lot to be be held tonight at the – 
mood. I'm going to call it the moody, but it's a mood. But let me talk about my homie sitting across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud car-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments, but he is a fan of you. The listeners, he is my man and yours, Rob Babel. I appreciate the intro as always. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP. He's the idealionaire of the show, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know he's underpaid. And he's got a front row seat to most Texas basketball games. Ooh. My man, Patrick Davis. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Oh, I'm going to take my Advil and get ready because that villain's going to be loud tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be loud tonight. Man, so uh, loud. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, so, Harge, you are going. Yep. Patrick. Patrick, of course, is has to work, but uh, he, you know, he always does double duty. He can multitask, right. so he's going to be uh, watching and working. Uh, and I decided that I'm going to go too. Um, so it's it's a the whole the whole crew, full Monty. Oh, let's do will it. We'll be representing at the game tonight, and it's that big. It's huge. And uh, last night, actually, got friends in town uh, from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where my wife is from, and all her people. And they're all of them are Zags fans. I mean, it's just the way it goes. Yep, it's a yep. regional thing. Everybody <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest pretty much are Zags fans, and. And they were down, so we had like a few people in town, so we went out to eat and had a really good time. In the next booth, uh, when we were eating um, at Lambert's, Coach Few was there. Oh, yeah. Next booth over. Hey, what's up, Coach? Oh, man, they were freaking out. I was going to say, they, they were probably it. like, they were probably oh, gassed dude. up, right? Oh, no, they, lo- they, they <laughs> yeah, they were losing it, man. They they were freaking out. Uh, so they were pumped up, and it's a bunch of, trust me, it's a bunch of Zags. I'm, I'm interested to see how many Zags fans are going to travel. There's more There's yeah. more in this city than you think. I know it is. Yep. I know it is. Well, I'm not talking curious. about the ones that flew down, the ones that oh, live here now. By, oh, yeah, transplants. Yeah, right there's there. more yeah, And I'm curious how many Texas fans that are season ticket holders ever protect the, the mood yeah. by trying to go themselves and go out there and don't sell their tickets because it is now like this would have been a game at the Irwin Center upper decks open you put in a yeah. bunch of people in there yeah and Texas kind of and then you'll see like the other teams will get the tickets closer up and Texas will be a lot more in the upper deck because they're like I'll just go but I'll get the cheaper seats up mm, there yeah. so it'll be interesting to see here if it, if they try and put it in a little bit, oh, yeah, pack yeah. it out a little bit more, burn orange. It'll be that, interesting. That's a good point too. Yeah, and I mean it's such a big game, and most Longhorn fans, and it's such a small venue. What are we talking here? Fifteen thousand, sixteen, uh, ten thousand for basketball. Ten thousand for basketball. Ooh, oh, oh wow. really? Ooh. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. no, that I mean, was a point. The, it was to make it smaller, wow. to make it louder and more intimate. Man, was well, the, the plan? The Zags. Uh, I'm the name. Forget the name of their facility. It's like what six thousand. Yeah, 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 no, that's oh. what I'm saying. College basketball so is not meant to be played because you can sell out. Six games a year, five, six games a year yeah. of 15,000. They baffle off those. They have those doors wow. that come down and block yeah. off the upper deck. Moody Center is normally around 15,000, I believe. Yeah. But they yep. block off that upper deck, mm-hmm. which makes it louder me, in yeah. that area. Nowhere for the and sound to go. The difference of the Moody Center versus the Irwin Center, we got 1,000 students, 1,000 plus students on the floor now yeah. in the front row. So you know there's no Gonzaga people right by the court. No. They're no, no, all. No. They have to go up. They're higher. all spectators. Yeah, yes. and it's so like you said, so few uh, seats available. Anyway, I wonder if you'll you know that actually makes it more of a burnt orange impact. That's what I'm saying. I'm, Just I'm curious. Get there, seats. Yeah. yeah. Period. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we know somewhere in town, and like you said, Arch, I think you're right. I do know a lot of folks from Washington, just from yep. that area, that live here in Texas, a ton of them, and I wonder if they're just kind of, you know, kind of waiting. They've been waiting yeah, in the wings been waiting for this <laughs> to, one, right? to represent. Exactly. And they don't come out of nowhere. Uh, that is cool. But everybody's excited about the matchup tonight, man. It's really big. Uh, so 
we'll break it down. Um, we'll also uh, get to some uh, college football playoff rankings discussion in the next segment. You're the best part of this show, the heartbeat of this thing. So hit us up on the spec text line, 512-337-3776. Also, there's a Twitterverse for you. Uh, my man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis, uh, the real MVP at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. All right, gentlemen, let's get right to it. Uh, and, Patrick, I kind of want to give you the full because you've seen uh, a lot of this team and you watch yeah. a ton of college basketball as well. Uh, okay, just overall, are you, how you feeling? Optimistic? How we feel? So I have the a big concern, oh, man. which is a problem See? that was that was a problem in Gonzaga last year. Oh, no. And I just don't know how Chris Beard's going to fight it this year, but okay. I know he's got a year to think about how he's going to play Try against to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Which is, we do not have center and t- big man depth. Now, last year, Gonzaga had Chet Holmgren, too, which added another element Player, of yeah. size that we did not have. Like the floor. But Drew Timmy yeah. is still on this team. And Drew Timmy, I can guarantee you, is going to try and come and eat in Austin tonight. Like, he is coming to play. Yeah, yeah. it's like his fourth time playing his career game in his home state. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. excited about it, he's, no doubt. Yeah. He's coming down to play hard. And, and I mean, it's a question of... Christian Bishop, his defense in this game is going to be huge. He's an undersized center, but he is basically Texas' only real center who can play at that level, and it's not so much about athleticism. He has really good footwork and everything else to play defense. That's the concern is we know Dylan DeSue, he's going to have to try really hard not to get in foul trouble, but he's got to bang He's got to bang with Timmy. you got to bang, and yes. you got to stay out of foul trouble, <laughs> which the refs are looking at Dylan DeSue this year. It's, it may not be fair. But in every single game, he's got a, like one or two kind of real nitpicky calls in him, yeah. which means the refs know it's like, hey man, he kind of looks uncoordinated still. So we're just watching out for him. We're gonna call, hey, we're gonna call travel on him when no one gets that. No, he's not calling that on anybody. With all, with all the moves that yeah. Timmy's making. Well, no, but like yeah. a catch and a move that that Drew, uh, Dylan DeSue will do, oh, and they call a travel, and you. you're like, man, you're not calling that on anybody else. Why are you calling it on him? Okay, so yeah. they've. There's going to be those things, and you just have to worry about him reaching in on something, going up for a, a big block that the Pontic get, Stadium, just, but yeah. get, you know, move body and instead of just going straight up and, you know, altering the shot enough that it doesn't go in. That's so if, because if you say Dylan DeSue, if he gets in trouble and if Christian Bishop starts getting foul trouble, there's not really a lot of depth in that Texas uh, front court to get them to be able to fight through Drew Timmy. You basically got three guys, him. right? Dylan Mitchell. And Dylan Mitchell is a freshman, He's a baby, yeah, and right. he just doesn't have the meat on him yet. Yeah. And I'd rather see Dylan Mitchell. I was t- talking to Zay before the show. I want to see Dylan Mitchell not match up with with Timmy because Dylan Mitchell is an insanely good re- rebounder. But if you block him out, and all Timmy has to do is put a body on him, he's good enough to do that and go look. I Timmy will have four rebounds, but I'm also making sure Mitchell doesn't have any rebounds. And with the size disparity here, yeah, and so Mitchell can get in there, and you know he can get around, and Mitchell can jump a foot and a half higher probably than Drew Timmy can. Yeah. Because uh, I've seen Drew, uh, Dylan Mitchell like three or four times this season He's where his head is at the rim jumping. Mm. And you're like, that's not him trying to jump out of the gym. He's just, hey, let me go get this alley-oop. My yeah. head's at the rim. I'm blocking a shot. My head's at the rim. You're like, yeah. Yeah, it's next level. Yeah. No, I'm, I think you're right about that. Harage, <clears throat> uh, how do you feel? You, you, uh, I'm also- excited. I'm excited for this game because of the things that Patrick just talked about. I'm t- excited to see exactly who is going to be the guy that is going to step up and, and make a name for themselves 
banging against Drew Timmy. We know what he did last year, 37 points. He was having any kind of way. And I heard uh, Zay talk about this earlier. He was like the Kevin McHale with all of his moves. He was. He was just moving and shaking. But when I look at Mm -hmm. this game, it's going to come down to two things for me. Turnovers. That's big. Turnovers are always going to be big in a game like this because – you can get cheap baskets, and that means that you given you don't give up baskets because that's a lost possession. Yeah. The other thing that I'm looking at, who's going to shoot better from three? Texas has Ooh. always had this problem to yeah. where they 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 struggle from three point land. Right now, Texas is shooting nineteen percent. Yes, seven of thirty six <laughs> yeah. from three. That's... And then you look at what they're doing; they're nine of thirty, so they're not that much better. But they had the aircraft carrier yes. game. Yeah, they shot exactly, on a boat. That's, <laughs> yeah. so that's going to be the biggest. Difference. I, I will yeah. say, I'm going to no, go no, with no. my man Eddie Oren, where he was like, "It's a new building. That three point percentage will improve through time." And I'll tell you, in the Tennessee scrimmage, they actually did they shoot pretty well from three. So there's hope that that was just, you know, a bad game. It's a small sample size. They shot well against Arkansas. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But to your point about the turnovers, totally agree. Um, And live ball turnovers specifically, Mm -hmm. be great if you can get out and transition and get some easier buckets. Um, And I know, obviously, Texas has made that uh, a priority for them all season long. So I agree with you about that 100%. You're right. And, yeah, I mean, how they played Drew Timmy. Last year, they didn't really double Drew Timmy. Um, this year is that is that is happening? I, I, like, and it does. It's not a Chris Beard thing. Okay. It isn't. But again, I say he's had a year to look at this, and I don't really know another way you're gonna and really you don't be have to able to stop this yeah. year, though. And either. I think yeah. you can double him with some smaller size and not worry about putting your big guys in the foul trouble as much. That if you get a guy like Serge Ibari Rice is a really smart defender, and he's long, and he's long. He's long. I think if you pull a Serge Ibari Rice over. And help out on the double team. That may help you keep some of your big guys in the game a little yeah. bit longer. Where you go, hey, Christian Bishop, I need you to take the body. And Jabari Rice, I need you to block off his passing and his eyesight with mm-hmm. your hands. Yeah. But we're not going to try. If you if there's a foul, you're reaching Rice. You're the one getting the foul. You, your hand goes up anytime there's a foul yeah. call. Your yeah. hand immediately goes up. Yeah. Because yeah. we can. We got we, guards. We have guards. We got and guards. Look, <laughs> we got I think guards. Jabari Rice is going to be big this yeah. game because of his defense. Yeah. Tyrese Hunter is going to be huge this game. Because he is a guy that when this Gonzaga defense comes at Texas, he has been someone that can create with the ball in his hands, which Texas has not really had. Marcus Carr can create. He just hasn't been hitting those shots. Yep. Yeah, Tyrese Hunter has been. Yep. So I think those kind of things are going to be very big in this game. But, yeah, I, I, I think the double has to be there at least at points. You have to at least show it. Just situationally, at yep. least. You right? have to at least show it. And you have to say, look, we know Drew Timmy's going to come at us, and if he gets us in foul trouble and he's hitting layups on us, at least double him, and man, if they hit threes on us and win, they hit threes on us and win. Yeah, no, and that that is what it is. But come on, we can't let them two five footers to beat us. Right. I'm with you. No, yeah. I'm with I'm with you on that. And the biggest thing too, you like you said it just a second ago, the transition game that is going to be big. I always look at fast break points too, mm-hmm. because those are some buckets. Those are easy buckets yeah. in fast break. Mm-hmm. Those are you got to steal a couple of those buckets early in the game because the biggest thing for me, if you can get this crowd, I haven't been in there, but Patrick's been talking about the earphones and how, yeah, how loud it's been. It's, it's going to get loud. It's going to get real loud. And if you can yeah. put that kind of pressure on a team, transition dunks. Yes. Like oh my yeah, god, yeah, get the yeah. energy going. Yeah. Look, we know what Gonzaga is. They they they're used to this type of thing. They're like the Beatles now because they're coming in town 
everybody knows the mm-hmm. career that they've had. I told Patrick earlier, Mark Few has been there since 1990 That's as crazy. a grad assistant. Yeah. And then he took over in 1999. There is nothing that Texas is going to throw at him that he hadn't seen. The same yeah. thing with Chris Beard. You look at it. For the last four years, since 2018, they're 125 and 11. That's including the two games this year. Hmm. 125 and 11. You having some good times. <laughs> you having some good times, and you brought in good players that can handle this. Drew Timmy, we talked about it before. This dude has been in college since I was coming to college. I think he was here when you was here, Rod, in '99. <laughs> it seems like this dude been here forever. Does seem, but like while he's here. He's making the most of his opportunities, and this is a big game for me, for Dylan DeSue. Uh Yeah, and Ken Palm, I was looking, they have Texas basically as their top defensive team. Yeah. Uh, adjusted defensive efficiency. Mm-hmm. That defense has to materialize and turn into offense somehow. That's those transition, transition buckets we're talking buckets, about. Man. So I totally agree. Yeah, create turnovers. Um, hopefully they're live ball turnovers. We can get out and transition and Ooh. get some of those easy buckets. Uh, the other thing that was interesting because – I heard Zay talking about this. My man Zay does a great job. Knows he knows his ball. Um, and Chad and Zay—that's the name of the show, I believe. Yeah, Midday I with Chad again. and Zay. Yeah. Is it official? Midday with Chad and Zay. I like how he didn't even announce it. It's like, <laughs> it happened. Right. Just smooth with Just it. Just smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, but uh, he was talking about uh, you know how Texas wants to push the rock. They want to play. Uh, they want to play fast. Get out in transition. And that the Zags. He said the Zags would rather play half court. Uh, so that Drew Timmy can go right. to work, yeah, and create uh, fouls. They, I think, yeah, the Zags can play both ways. So Zags can, yeah. right? Yeah, Zags can get out and try. I mean, when you have top talent like that, you can run yeah. the ball, yeah. It, and it's yeah, but it's the thing of look, we can play half court better than you can run the ball. There you yeah. go. And yeah. you have decent and like Texas has athletic big men that can fly down the court and block shots. And I know it's a different level of talent, but Houston Christian, there was a couple. I mean, they had ten foot leads driving to the basket, and you see the guy trying to get to the basket, and that ball will get put off the backboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, man, I just had a steal with 10 feet, yeah. and I still get blocked, and I'm on the ground looking Evaporated up, and they're, like they're scoring on the yeah. other end. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, and, no, that's a good point, too. So, yeah, Zaz, I, you know, I, 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 they probably prefer to play half court because they can get the – Get the Longhorn bigs in foul trouble. For sure. It's probably an easier way to For get sure. the Longhorn bigs and, in I mean, foul trouble. And even if it's just foul make, trouble, you're, if you're making Christian Bishop stay on that court 30 minutes a game because he's the guy who can bump with Drew Timmy and Dylan DeSue, you're making him stay on the court more and you're bumping him every play. Drew Timmy's more used to that than those guys are because Chris Beard runs a pretty tight rotation. Yep. So it's just Drew Timmy, as this is, his 78th year playing in Zaga. <laughs> he knows how to do it. Yeah. 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 And I worry about his savvy moves. He got the Michigan State players in a ton of foul trouble. Oh, absolutely. Well, he can shoot with both two, hands. Two guys end up fouling out. That was, that was the story of Drew Timmy was that when he first started, he's a, he's a natural lefty, and so Mark Few told him, hey, I want you to only shoot with your left hand because it's your natural hand. It'll be easier. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, he's like no. He's like I can go both ways, and that's the whole point. Yeah, is that's why I'm so talented because I can do it. Yeah. You can't. You don't know which way I'm going. Yeah. you can't shade me one side or the other. So I can always kind of get around you because if I can only go left, you just shave me my left easy. and make me shoot with my right. Yeah, I can go both ways. No, yeah. you're right. No, he does. I mean, he, and it, it, yeah, Michigan State late. They just could not figure it out. He took over that game. And another yeah, thing too to look for is Julian uh, Strother. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, six seven guard. Think about that. That's a six-seven guard, and Texas 
they're using those six seven guys as forwards. Yeah, so the, the guards a, are like six three, yeah, six. Yeah, <laughs> their, their point guard is six six foot. Six foot. Yeah. yeah so there's some things of mismatches that you're gonna look at, and that's what this game is all about. You, it's a chess match, and these guys are gonna have to match up. But I believe this. I believe obviously, coach uh, Coach Beard's team play. They play hard. They're gonna make you very uncomfortable. I told you those are some of the things I'm looking at. The main thing though is the refs. Mm-hmm. The main thing. How are they going to yeah. call? If this you call game? this game tight, that's going to be real it's hard. It's going to be Texas. a bad matchup because they just don't have the, they don't have tight. the front court depth. Exactly. Because no, yeah, if we if we need to have and look, I love Timmy Allen. I love the way he plays. If he's guarding t- true Dim, uh, Drew Timmy for 15 minutes of this game, it's not okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he can be a double help because yeah. he can be physical. Yeah. If we need him to bump and like if we run Dylan Mitchell over on the help and Drew Timmy on the body, I'm fine with that. But you cannot have him with just Drew Timmy shooting over the top of him. Crash because Timmy boards. is, Drew, uh, yeah, Timmy Allen is a really good player. Yeah. he just doesn't have the size to go up against a guy with that size. Yeah, no, I'm with you about the boards too. Uh, as Patrick got to get to the boards. Out, I'm concerned about that with the height advantage, uh, even at the at, across the board, right? Yeah. At every position, pretty every much position. for the Zags, and how um, Chris Beard decides to match up with that's going to be huge. Yeah, uh, and we could definitely see that a lot of on the offensive boards that the Gonzaga really crashing the boards early to try and test Texas to go, no, no, you're not going to be able to get out on fast breaks because you got to stay here and you, yeah, because otherwise it's two points for us because we're going to go back up. And if you got a guy leaking out, it's a four on five for us, a five on four on us every time. Yeah. Totally agree. That's a that's a great point in terms of strategy. Uh, yeah, I can't wait actually to see the the strategy go back between uh, Chris Beard and Coach Few the, the the chess match, if you will, going back between those guys. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Hard's going to be there. I'm going to be there, and yep. Patrick's going to be there too. Late. A lot of people are upset about the late tip off, but you know, hey man, if I didn't have kids, it wouldn't matter to me. <laughs> I got children. That, that that's the one thing. I was like, hey. but hey. You'd only get this opportunity not so often. You know, I was talking to uh, Chris Clack earlier today about mm. some of the games that they played in. I was at the yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, the biggest one that he brought in? North right. Carolina? Yeah, North yeah. Carolina. Because they were playing against, I forgot, Antoine Jameson and mm. Vince Carter yeah. were in that Ooh. game. So, yeah, those are some of the games. Um, Simon and uh, Bibby, they played against them. My cousin Ira Clark told me, he was like, the biggest game was Arizona. And I think they went on to win the championship that year. So there's some good games that have been played here in the Frank Irwin Center that you forget about. And now you get this one, Gonzaga coming in the house. This is huge. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It is. It's it's really big, and of course, not necessarily not the first, uh, of course, uh, sporting event in the move, but definitely the biggest sporting event uh, up until this point. We're um, not bums, CDC. We're gonna be in the house. <laughs> the whole crew is representing. <laughs> so next time CDC comes on, we can say, "Oh no, we've been to the move for there, actual heard sporting event." No doubt about That's that. That's right. Yeah, uh, and you can uh, if you want to get mad at uh, for the late start game, you can blame it on uh, Eastern Michigan and Kent State. Because it would have been an 8 p.m. game if it was another basketball game, but it's a football game. Uh, so they built in a 30-minute window mm. to not bump the game back. Uh, Shout out to my man CB out there in Washington on the, uh, on the West Coast. That's uh, right. Without, with, without them Zags fans. Yes, so. he is. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure there's a ton of them around him, but uh, he'll be ran burnt orange. We know that. Uh, but, yeah, I will come back. We'll get into the college football playoff rankings on the other side uh, and talk about the latest rankings and the representation of the Big 12. Dwindling, uh, but still strong at the top. We'll talk about that and more right here on Ball. Don't lie on 104.9 The Horn. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is time for midweek movie music. You know how it works. My man Patrick does a great job as always, but he gathers songs uh, from a soundtrack uh, from uh, a movie that inspired him. He plays selections from that soundtrack on the show for midweek movie music. And based on that, Harge and I are supposed to guess exactly what the movie is. Oh, man. This is, um, it, this should be it's obvious. Too, it's too... It's, there's okay. two ways I can go with. This. Okay, go ahead, man. You seem like you got you were confident. Can you? Yeah. Pretty, pretty, Super pretty fly. Okay, that's good. Or shaft. That's the second one is where I was going. So okay. what's, what is it? Well, I mean, listen to the who's singing. It's Curtis and, Mayfield, ain't it? Well, then that one should give you a real big hint because because yes. Isaac fly. Hayes did shaft. Yeah. <laughs> super fly. It is super fly. Oh, yes. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. There you go. So after last week, we played Prince, and we were talking about great Grace. album soundtracks that mm, were done by one yep. guy. So I thought we'd play some Curtis Mayfield this week. Well, Great then. job. Not going to complain about that at all? Not at all. Uh, all right. Midweek movie music. Uh, the focus will be Superfly. Superfly. Uh, like that. All right. And uh, Curtis Mayfield. Did he do the whole thing by himself or did he? Yeah. I mean, it's all. Feature? It's basically a Curtis Mayfield it's all record, him. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. It's like, like Purple it. Rain. I like it. All right. We'll get uh, back to some uh, great, I'm sure, great selections by my man Patrick for midweek movie music. Superfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk about the college football playoff rankings, gentlemen. Um, because I got to tell you, I mean, it's doesn't they didn't really shake much up uh, at the top, at least I should say. Uh, you do have Georgia at number one, Ohio State at two. Uh, you have TCU representing the Big Twelve at uh, number four. Uh, Michigan is at number three. Um, at number five, they have Tennessee. Uh, six is LSU. Seven USC. Seven uh, and eight Alabama in the uh, the top ten of the college football playoff rankings. Uh, Harge, let me ask you uh, this, just kind of looking at the the top here, the top eight, which essentially that's going to be who decides this thing. At right. this late in the season, uh, yeah, there's nobody nobody's jumping. crashing the party. No, there's no party crashing. And Texas, by the way, is out of the top 25. Should have said that too. Um, and I believe K-State is the only other Big 12 team represented. We'll get to the Oklahoma list. Oklahoma State is still there at 22. Oh, yeah. Okay, That's thank right. you very much. Oklahoma State is at 22. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got three teams. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts about how this thing may end up playing out now that we're you know close to the end? Well, we're getting close <clears throat> to the end. What? How did— this is the one thing that always kind of makes me crazy sometimes, right? Okay. So you're sitting here and you're looking at it, and some of these teams are going to cross each other out. 
Yes. You look at Ohio State, Ohio State and Michigan are happen. about to play. Yep. They're going to end up crossing each other out. And then you look at Georgia. Okay. Georgia's impact is going to be a little bit different because they've already they've already committed to playing in the uh, big uh, SEC, SEC championship. Game. Yeah, yeah, the SEC championship game, and they're going to end up playing LSU. So if LSU goes and beats them, does that automatically knock them out? I wouldn't think so, but no. that's how everybody looks at it. So then you look at, so why can't we look at this Michigan Ohio State game? They're going to say, well, who did they each other play by getting to this thing? Yeah, that could be part of the conversation, and it always has reared its ugly head to it. But you still are going to look at it because the SEC seems to always get two teams in it. But the Big Ten, who's both of these teams are 10 and 0, they've done their thing and they're going to knock each other out. But the Big Ten won't have two teams in it. We're still mm-hmm. looking at TCU. If TCU plays its way out, now everybody's like, oh, well, they're a real contender now. They should have been in the conversation a long time ago. If they went out. Yeah, if in. they went out, there they is. should be in. But, but if they, are they going to Yeah, if they get beat in the Big, Ten, Big 12 championship game, they're out. They're out. But you're right. If Georgia gets beat in the SEC title game, they're not necessarily out. Right. They still got a shot. They still, they still control still their own the fate. Yeah. It's just a respect they have for the SEC. I yeah, mean, that's why LSU sure. is ranked over USC. Yeah. Much, right? Yeah. What other reason could you have for having LSU ranked over USC other than, oh, no, we should respect the SEC more? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Right? Yeah. I mean, but just, I also look at, for me, when I look at USC and I've watched them play, regardless of who it is, yes, they have that one loss. They're pretty – their offense is dynamic. It is. They have done some amazing things, but they just lost their running back, Die. He ended up getting hurt, and they said he's going to be done for the year. So that, But mm-hmm. next man up over there. And they still have Caleb Williams, who's a Heisman Trophy candidate. I know. You yeah. know, it's just like – Yeah, and the Heisman Trophy this year is kind of up for grabs. It's wide open yeah, right I now. I mean, we're in the last two weeks. Somebody can win the Heisman Trophy in the yeah. last two weeks this, this and year. And it looks like that's what it is because it nobody is the no. runaway contender. Nobody's a front Each nobody's week a front has runner. changed. Yep, totally agree. It could be C.J. Stroud. Right now, I guess C.J. Stroud would probably be – the one that the is the leader, unanimous but, one right now. Yeah, but I'm with you. If somebody but has. But Hooker's still in the conversation. Hooker's in the conversation. Yeah. yeah he's right there. Hell, Max Duggan would have been there if he yeah. had a decent game against Texas, but Texas uh, put the handcuffs on him. Uh, no, I'm with you. I, I think that. I think, once again, we all agree there's SEC bias. And maybe there should be. I'm not saying that. But uh, you're just pointing it out. Yeah. That that's it's pretty obvious that it is. Because Alabama, you could argue Alabama's still ranked too high. That's just out of. Out of respect, respect because for Nick Saban exactly. and, and the SEC. And just, we've been saying it all yeah. year because every game has been a close game because they're penalizing teams for certain things, but they're not penalizing Bama Mm-mm. for the same things that they're throwing at other people. Yeah. Yeah, like, know, like they're controlling like a, the game. Yeah, like you are you've been in too many close games <laughs> yeah, or exactly. they have too many comebacks and yet if the SEC has that, they'll be like, Man, this team's got yeah, a lot of they've grit. been doing it. Oh my they're gosh. Competitive. Yeah. They, they pull, face adversity yeah. and pull it out. <laughs> they know how to pull out a close win. This team knows how to win. This team knows how to win. How to win. Yeah. No, you're right. See, I, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, and like I said, it may be warranted. Like maybe it is because the SEC right. is the big dog. But uh, I think the Big 12 actually is getting more love uh, this year, too. I mean, and I think it's because of TCU, of course, keeping them in the conversation. Uh, but yeah, Oklahoma State being in, in the top 25, K State's with 15. Uh, yep. In in the uh, college football playoff rankings, because they still believe that in K State is the highest ranked three loss team, I believe. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 right there.
Yeah. So that, I, I think that's a lower respect for the Big 12 uh, that they had K-State as the fifth, at number 15 at 7-3. And, and UCLA is 8-2. and two. They've been playing really good football. Washington, Notre Dame is 7-3. and three. Florida State, 7-3. and three. UCF, 8-2. and two. Tulane, 8-2. and two. Uh, Oklahoma State, 7-3. and three. Oregon State, 7-3. and three. N- NC State, 7-3. and three. But Cincinnati, remember Cincinnati got into the playoff mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. They're eight and two. They got them at twenty five. They lost all those players, a bunch of coaches off of that staff. Still eight and two. Yeah, and they're like, nah, man, you need to go on back down. Yeah, they don't have. You a, had your opportunity. They don't because they don't have the star power. <laughs> right, either. Right. Yeah, I mean that's right. that's part of it too. No, great I'm, job, Luke Fickles. <laughs> you know what your prize is? You don't get even invited to the conversation. Not a sniff. <laughs> UCLA though, they got a chance to break up the party. They still haven't played yep, USC. That's correct? their last game. Got that rivalry, that's their game, rivalry game, game. That'll be yeah. I mean that'll that'll actually be really really interesting because uh, UCLA is pretty good this year. Chip Kelly finally took him a while, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got things turned around. And a team we don't talk enough about though, actually. They play November nineteenth, USC and UCLA. Oh, they, they play this they weekend. Play this weekend, yeah. Oh, see, that's going. That's play this weekend. Because USC's been in some tight games. They yeah. haven't they've been blowing teams out. No, uh, that'll be. In, oh, I don't know where that is. Where is that? Is that's, that it's in uh, not the Rose Bowl. It's at the Rose Bowl. I was gonna say not that it matters. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Okay, um, okay. Anyway, the the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm-hmm. I think are worth discussing. And nine and one, are they not getting enough uh, respect at nine and one? Because you got a lot of eight, eight and two teams ranked ahead of them, whether it be mm-hmm. Utah, Penn State, Oregon, um, Alabama, a- Alabama, LSU. yeah, Clemson. Yep. Of course, is nine and one, but they are uh, ranked right sandwiched in between Bama and Utah uh, at number nine. What are your thoughts? Because Rod, like, you know what it is, Rod. You know exactly what it is. They haven't controlled the game enough. They are in they some have wacky to, games. Yeah, they have to come that, from behind. Was that Appalachian State? Who was that Yeah, earlier? remember we were watching that yeah. game. We were like, wait a minute. Are they still – are they, they having to fight Appalachian State until the very end? They I think did. App, I think App beat them, didn't they? Well, no, 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 no. They, they ended up winning it. That's they right. They They ended up winning it. I can't even think of it at the top of my head, yeah. actually. They, they ended up losses. winning it. That's yeah. right. Uh, but they – I mean, no, I mean, I think they're probably the least talked about. Their loss was Notre Dame. Oh, that's that's their bad loss. Yeah, and I wouldn't and even call a bad it bad loss because now right. No Dame's a top twenty-five exactly. team, so it's not a bad loss. Remember, anymore. we wanted They've everybody wanted ship. Marcus Freeman fired. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to fire. <laughs> I just I thought he was doing a terrible job to start, but you know, it's taking him a while to write the ship, and they they certainly done that, especially with that big upset went over over Clemson. Yep. Um, okay, how about this though with Drake May? Um, like it, dude. Drake May is the real deal. So random stats since twenty ten. QBs with 3,500-plus uh, passing yards, 35 passing touchdowns, and 500 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns in a season. RG3, Johnny Manziel, Marcus Mariota, Deshaun Watson did it twice. Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Mackenzie Milton, and Taj Boyd mm-hmm. on that list. Drake May is one passing touchdown and 88 passing yards shy of doing it in just 10 games. Right. 300. Well, excuse me, 3,996 total yards, 39 TDs, and just Bro. three picks. Yeah. Balling. Yeah. Balling. And no, you remember his geez. brother was a basketball player for North Carolina as well. No, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, his brother was a big-time basketball family player. Can, for family yeah, got them right. jeans, huh? They got them good the DNA, jeans. Man. Yeah. yeah, he – so – I don't know why uh, you know North, North Carolina is not getting a little more respect. I think because the ACC also overall right. is considered down like, this year. But again, you're you're 
playing the people that are on your schedule and you are beating them. A- amen to that, And brother. you're figuring it out. So so going back to what you just said about his numbers and talking about the Heisman wide, wide open. Oh, so point. you look at C.J. CJ Stroud. He's got 2,800 total yards, 34 total TDs, hmm. and four interceptions. <laughs> you look at Hendon Hooker, 3,200 uh, total yards, wow. 29 total TDs, and two interceptions. Hmm. Uh, Blake Corum is a guy that's been in the conversation running back for Michigan. Yep. 227 carries, 1,349 yards, 17 touchdowns. I just gave you Drake Bay's number. Yeah. Caleb Williams, 3,200 total yards, wow. 37 total TDs, and two interceptions. Stetson Bennett, 3,000 total yards, 21 total TDs, five interceptions. And Max Duggan, 27 72 total yards, 29 t- TDs, total TDs, and two interceptions. Ah, How's Drake May not, not in, the, in that conversation? At the very top of it. Yeah. No, if it's I all about productivity and Man. winning teams. And winning. He's and winning. winning teams. They're 9 1. He's winning. He's They're 9 1. That's crazy. I didn't realize right. his numbers were that comparable Thank you. to all the other guys. I knew he was killing it. That's why I gave that stat just now, but I didn't know that. Basically, he was he should be in the Heisman. I've had I haven't heard anybody mention him in the Heisman conversation. Honestly, right? That's what Not I'm saying. All. Like everybody's talking about this guy. That's why it's it's when you start looking at the Heisman information and the totals and how people start projecting certain guys. It's like don't we need? I know we have to have front runners, and I know we have mm-hmm. to let things go, and you got to have these watch lists and all this other stuff. But as the season goes on, we weren't thinking Hendon Hooker was going to be in the middle of this conversation. No. And we doggone sure wasn't thinking about Drake May. No way. But now it's starting to work itself out. And you're looking, it's like, I Drake. thought we, I, if if the criteria is what everybody keeps talking about, he's winning. Winning He's games. on a winning team. Yep. And he's mainly he's the reason, he's reason why they're winning. He's prolific. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't know why we haven't talked about Drake May. I guess we just started the campaign then. Yep, we did. Drake May for the husband. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. of course, you know, Mac's going to get up there and tell him all about his quarterback and how important he He's is to the game. freshman, right? Retro freshman. Retro freshman. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yep. that is why. And my man uh, CB always with the factoid says, Mac looking to win his first career ACC championship and only his third conference championship ever. 05, 09, Big 12 championships he won. Here in Texas, yep. yeah, I know Mac. Yeah, Mac, that's, championships have eluded Mac. Mac's, you know, recruited the, some of the greatest recruiting classes in the history of college football. Has some of the greatest seasons in the history of college football. Mm-hmm. Won championships, but he, you know, he, three conference championships and the one national title. And Mac should have definitely been able to win more. Yeah, yeah. and I'm part of that too. That's on. That's on me. Uh, it's I'll on take, me, I'll take, baby. I'll, I'll take some ownership on that. I should, we should have won a championship when I was here. We were good enough. Trust me, we had enough talent. And Max, a good enough coach, uh, we could have got it done. All right, uh, we will get it done. We'll get the break here. We'll come back with the flex on the other side. We'll tell you about some of the high school football playoff matchups coming up, but also uh, what we're really proud of here. The flex group been working hard. Oh yeah, and we're getting ready to finalize. I believe it's actually already being tabulated. Our all flex team. I don't know if. It's it's done, um, but we'll get into that a little bit, too, because that's coming up on the horizon for uh, for the Flex fans out there. So all that and more when we return right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. I've met many people over the years. 
And in my opinion, I have found that people are the same everywhere. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for a midweek movie music. That's right, midweek movie music. My man Patrick does a great job taking uh, selections from the soundtrack of a movie that inspired him. Um, and this week's movie, Superfly. Beautiful thing. Superfly. Oh, man. There you go. So, a uh, great soundtrack, of course, because Curtis Mayfield essentially made the entire soundtrack. And I believe he was inspired, actually, by his uh, last week's selection for Midweek Movie Music, which was Purple Rain, one of Harge's favorite films. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we talked about great soundtracks. There were essentially one per- one artist soundtracks or one band soundtracks. And this was one of the great ones that Patrick brought up. So, today, I we're like doing it. Superfly. For midweek movie music. Dig it. All right, uh, so hit us up on the Spec Sex on 512-337-3776. It is time for our flex segment. Go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX in uh, all your social media platforms as well. And just so you know, November, you know, it's coming up, like November 28th, I yep, believe. Yep, yep. Official. After Thanksgiving. Yeah, after Thanksgiving. Official, official. Um, we are going to uh, drop our. All flex teams, basically our top three at every position for our all flex team. That's coming up. So we've already, uh, I believe we've already kind of voted. Uh, There's like a system that we were using to tabulate votes for certain guys. And uh, we're going to end up releasing that in full uh, November 28th. Uh, We'll be doing offensive line, D-line, linebackers, DBs, um, wide receivers, and quarterbacks yeah i mean you probably can guess that a lot of these players that we've been talking about all year long who will probably be on that list but um it's based on our own individual everybody's got their own individual uh, assessment and mm-hmm. evaluation and criteria so we don't really have a set criteria if you're asking like oh so what do you have to do to make the team we don't really have that it is kind of who we think who we thought were the best players individually but we did not reveal our votes it's uh anonymous. No, it's a, yeah everybody we don't, just send yeah. in different things and we don't conspire and, that's right exactly <laughs> exactly also make sure you go to uh flexatx.com you can get the schedules for this weekend's game starting on Friday, That's right. uh, there's uh, actually there's a lot of games that start tomorrow, and you can also check out volleyball as well. They're still in the playoffs. Liberty Hill is still playing. Dripping Springs is still playing. So you can check out where they're going to be playing their games as well. Yeah, no, uh, and this weekend, man, you do have some uh, some big games, of course. Uh, I know everybody's excited about Lake Travis and their big win. So Lake Travis versus Cibolo Steel. Yeah, that's gonna be a huge game. It's, I mean, a six and four Lake Travis team versus eleven and zero Cibolo Steel. Yep. <laughs> and and again, uh, the first time that they played each other, Sam Self, who was a who is the wide receiver for. Uh, Lake Travis had to play quarterback during that game. Yeah. And they only lost by seven. Ooh. So that is the biggest thing. And you know as well as I do, this is the time of the year where if your running game is on point, yeah. you got a chance. No doubt. You yeah, that's a good a point. Chance. And Ken Folk. Yeah, Ken Folk's been doing his thing. <laughs> and the quarterback, Leon, who's who's kind of taken over for Bo Edmondson, who was dealing with his injuries. He's he's having a good run right now. So it'll be big. But Bo's been able to play. He came in and did a couple um Quarterback sneaks. He's done some handoffs. He did some things the other day. So he's so not playing the entire game. He's not playing the entire he's, game. Is is, is it situational? It, he, he went out there and had some fun. 
Okay. He went out there and had some fun. Scored a touchdown as well. Ran a quarterback sneak on the goal and, line. And, and um, he decommitted to. He decommitted, right? Yeah, from, from Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah. yeah, I heard that. Yep. Uh, but Lake Travis, 6-4. and four, A weird 6-4 because they've been dealing with injuries and quarterback yeah. at the quarterback position all year long. But, man, they could be dangerous right now, especially if they're finding their form late. No you doubt. know they got athletes. You know they're well coached. <laughs> and you know they got experience. And Jacob Henry the played a monstrous game last week yeah, against them. So you know what that defensive line is like. Yeah. Yeah, they do. You know they, got, they got some beasts on there, and one of them is uh, Jacob Henry. Yep. Uh, and then Westlake, uh, they'll be uh, facing off against New Braunfels, and they'll be trying to keep their winning streak alive. Yep. Uh, 51? They're trying to get to 51? 52. They're trying to 52. get to 52. Yeah. 52. They won 51. Yeah. Um, sorry, Westlake. They mean a short change. And in they're there. playing at Rattler Stadium in San Marcos that game. Uh, and then there's yeah, the Vandegrift Judson matchup. Uh, Vandegrift 10 and 1 versus uh, Judson at 5 and 6. And that's going to be at uh, Kelly Reeves. Kelly Reeves. Um, and Dripping Springs uh, versus Brandeis. Uh, that is going to be at Hero Stadium in San Antonio. Um, and I heard Chad talking about this too. You could end up getting a Dripping Springs Vandegrift. Rematch. I want all of that. That's a lot. Of, that's a I lot want of smoke. All of that. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I want all of that. Yeah, that would be that. Yeah, that you got to try to. I would try to get out there for that one. That'd be yep. that'd be something pretty special. Uh, also, uh, Georgetown versus Magnolia West uh, for Austin area five uh, A region three. Uh, that will be at Mustang Stadium in Magnolia. You also have LBJ versing, uh, versus Port Neches Groves. Uh, that'll be at Rose Stadium in Katy down Katie. There in H Town. Uh, Rouse versus Lake Creek. Uh, Rouse six and five versus Lake Creek mm-hmm. eleven and zero. Uh, that'll be in College Station at Cougar Field and uh, Belton versus Brenham. That'll be in Merrill Green Stadium in Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liberty Hill also shout out to them. Uh, they'll be facing Mercedes in Gustafson Stadium, Gustafson Stadium in San Antonio. And here's the other part of it too. Don't forget Lockhart. Your team you talk hey, to, team you talk out. to, hey. they take on Flower Bluff, and they will be in Alamo Stadium in San Antonio Friday at 7 p.m. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Lockhart Lions, man. Give yep. some, uh, getting some love there. Uh, all right, uh, so we'll give you – there are more, obviously. We won't go through all the uh, different teams on the schedule, but go to flxatx.com, and you can find out uh, more information about the uh, playoff matchups, but also about uh, volleyball as well, the volleyball postseason. Yep. Guys doing a good job covering that for you and find out details about when our all flex team will be released uh, so go to flxatx.com or go to flxatx on all of your social media platforms we'll come right back We've got two very special guests that are going to join us to help us uh decipher the new horizon of name image and likeness the ncaa changed some of the rules uh, and then and the uh, university of texas uh, actually may be a huge beneficiary of it we'll talk about that on the other side right here on ball don't lie on 104.9 the horn